0: Hi, all you Herbies and Herb moms out there and Herb dads. Oh, I love you. Thanks for coming to listen. I got to tell you, I've had a lot of trepidation about a couple of my podcasts I've recorded recently, mainly because I don't want to step outside the line of what is legal and lawful for me to say within the confounds of where I live within the United States right now of America. So I really want to make it super clear that I am not trying to diagnose, prescribe, heal, cure, tell you what to do, give you advice, coach you, recommend in any way, just so that I can stay secure and you can stay secure in in this knowledge being passed down, I'm just gonna tell you my story. I'm just gonna tell you my experiences. And it all of my podcasts will come out of that, telling you my experience, an experience that maybe resonates with you, but surely information that needs to be passed down and that we have a right as sacred sacraments that have been passed down from generation to generation within our families, whether you have a gap in belief of herbal medicine and uh, let me take out that word medicine. Honestly, let's talk about the word medicine. I'm really going to do my best not to use the word medicine because it's flagged all over the place and I really don't wanna claim that herbs are medicine. So let's just really do our best to take that out of our vocabulary. Let's really listen closely to be able to hear what the plants are really saying to us and how our body responds back. That's all I'm asking of you. And if plant medicine isn't, uh, if plant, Let's see, how should we say that group? Let's just really know if plant love and botanicals and connecting to the earth with, with plants is not really for you, that's okay. Really, this can just be a story. A story of how we used to do things, how I did things, how crazily my life was, and how it took me down this path of herbalism that I never, ever, ever would have gone down. Never, ever, ever. But here I am. And honestly, I know no other way. It is a belief system. It is something I do. I always go to the plants whenever something in my body is talking to me. And that's what I'm putting forth here. I'm telling you the story of how I have connected with these plants that my ancestors used and that were passed down from, honestly, Native Americans to my great-great-great-grandmother. I didn't know about that until these plants took over my life one by one and i started to know them and here i am talking to you one herb to another one herb mom to another one herb dad to another i'll take responsibility for herb dad information i'll get to you later on at first i'm going to talk about the women the girls the females come on we women really really Need this information and pass this information down. It's important to us. It's kind of a sacred right. And I'm calling forth on this sacred right to use this plant information in these botanicals to help our bodies heal and for our bodies to use as nourishment. And I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose being able to have herbs available other than behind a pharmacy wall with prescriptions in little tablets or capsules where it's been denigrated down to who knows what, added with what. I want to be able to do what's raw and from the earth and be able to walk into stores and buy bulk herbs and and things like that. And if you have a store like that, that has bulk herbs like like the one in Grants Pass Oregon the herb shop or even herbally grounded in Las Vegas please patronize them it is beautiful that we can and do and have it available and those stores have fought for those rights and so please Speak with your dollars, speak with your support for local businesses that can and do give you herbs and provide for you herbs. I know another one, Mountain Rose Herbs, though that is another one that has like beautiful, lovely herbs. And we want to gather together. So if you know places that have beautiful, wonderful herbs, or even that grow them. I I just have used these resources so long. I just haven't never really stepped out. Another one that comes to mind is uh, Strictly Medicinal. That beautiful place that just taught me so many wonderful things about plants and seeds. And, oh, they've been around forever. And they just are so loving and wonderful. Ugh another one is herb farm that comes to mind they have just really it's spelled p-h-a-r-m now i don't have any affiliations with these i used to have affiliations with herbally grounded i no longer do the reason why i released from having er affiliations with herbally grounded is because that's where they sell and i was the founder with my husband and my family and my children we founded it and we had it going and it was really a place where we could teach and and talk to people about herbs and the reason why that was important to us is because a lot of my family's herbs were being made illegal and i really needed to i just really needed to Let people understand that things like Brigham tea or comfrey or chaparral wouldn't be illegal if people knew how wonderful they were and how to safely use them. And so I started wanting to teach more and my husband was doing the retail end and I had experience with lots of wonderful friends and family and business associates to put together formulas that really were people who were presented in front of me that were sick and had symptoms and I just knew they were in pain and suffering and so I had used herbs and had my mother use herbs with me and my grandmother. And I just went there for the suffering for my children, for my children's friends, for my friends, for people who, even people who had run hospitals. There was a beautiful family that brought me into their hospitals that were alternative hospitals for four years. And I actually had a lot of patients with a lot of symptoms trailed in front of me. And I would go home And I would pray and I would meditate and I would ponder and I would pull out all of my old turn-of-the-century medical books. And most especially, I used the Little Herb Encyclopedia as a more current one. I used um, Wise Woman Herbal for the childbearing years. I used, let's see, Penny Royals. What is that? Herbally Yours. And then, oh, that was my first one. And then the how-to herb book. See, all of these books were new to me because my mom just used herbs. There was She didn't go to books. She just used herbs. She just used herbs. And I talked to her the other day once again, and she just said, we didn't learn about herbs. Nobody did herbology. It wasn't an herb thing. You had natural medicine, and even the regular doctors used herbs. But we just had herbs we did every time we were sick. That's what we did. We just did it. We didn't eat them. We just did it. And so there's a lot of stories associated with that. So where does herbal, where do herbal remedies let's see if that's a safe word. Where do herbal remedies go to, to in, in the realm of medicine? Where do they go? I think they're going to go to not really food. Because that the limitation has really been taken over in regards to things associated with FDA and FTC, where it really goes in the realm of if it's medicine, and if it does medicinal things, it belongs in the realm of medicine, behind the pharmacy walls. And there's so many examples of that of food i I could go on and on about it walnuts look at the cherry industry the tart cherry industry look at oh mm, look at the look at what happened with the orange juice industry oh just so many that these nutrients uh, that are foods these people come forth with some of these studies and information on eating some of these beautiful foods from the earth and they're really shut down in the realm of letting those studies come out to the public. So you really just have to dig for them. So in the realm of food, where do herbs go? Cuz you kind of talk about them as if they're good for the body. You don't really say, "Oh, take this avocado. It's going to be really great for your heart and by the way, it's great for your brain." Um they're not saying that. Why? You know, so what do you do? You're going, "Oh, Yeah, take this echinacea it's good for, oh, what? Take this echinacea it's good for, oh, what? Oh, I can't say anything. I'm stopped. Right there. Right then. I am stopped. Completely stopped. I don't know what to say. Because it is illegal to say it would be good for any type of cold or flu, And if you add the word symptoms, it's really etchy because nobody wants you to make claims about colds or flus in any way for any plant matter at all, essential oils, flower essences, homeopathic, or herbal. The shiz is going down. Here's where we stand we are on the verge of losing on almost a daily basis plants as botanical remedies in our lives that's why i'm here that's why i'm doing this it makes me crazy sometimes it makes me crazy sometimes and i don't know i shouldn't say that right so I just think about daily what happens. And so sometimes I just go into my cave and I think, oh, it's got to go away. Surely all of these things, someone's going to stand up. But the alternative medicine world has kind of been taken over a little bit by pharmaceuticals. Everything's in little pills and packages and growing and being having the own responsibility for your herbs is great and everyone will and is going to do it. I believe in it. But if you don't know that you want echinacea in your life or you don't know that you want golden seal in your life or if you don't know these things, how can you grow them or come free in your life? If you don't know anything about this, then how can you preserve it? And then I had a huge awakening with the cannabis world. Cannabis was always vilified to me because it was vilified with my mom's beliefs and dad's beliefs because they were very much law-abiding citizens in every single way. And it was fully against the law. And I, you know, somehow believed personally that it would steal my children's soul. And so cannabis was a divisive thing between me and... um, my ch- one of my children and someday I'll tell that story but maybe not <laughs> anyway then I accidentally drew to coming in it, some influences with friends Um, watch symptoms go away with cannabis use severe symptoms cancer symptoms best friends and I had kind of been in that realm before because I'd been in the alternative hospital realm for years and, and had my own experiences and, and my goodness. Yeah. I'd seen a lot of miracles that I thought plant miracles, body miracles, because really the plant doesn't do it, the body does. And people needed to know about it. But then I kind of heard and thought about people and started witnessing people being shut down, companies being shut down, information being shut down, um, people being arrested, going to prison, all of these things that were happening around me. And no one was really noticing, because no one really knew that these things were happening in my own realm. And then I got thrown into the cannabis realm, where I had vilified it. And here I downloaded all of these studies, middle of the night, five nights in a row, all night, not sleeping in the daytime, really dumbfounded, completely obsessed with the fact that we'd been so totally, freakingly, intentionally lied to about the abilities of the cannabis plant for helping the suffering with cancer and other related diseases that they had studied, that had been studied at that time. They, I don't know who they is, but that had been studied. And I have to tell you, I saw it then, that all of the issues with trying to legalize cannabis, which, by the way, it's not. It's 2023. It hasn't been legalized. It's been monetized and you're getting a commercial product. And it has been monetized and taken over by big business and big money. And honestly, you got to go to your legislatures and you got to demand grows everywhere. And honor what Dr. Omoto said in planting hemp everywhere to help with the radiation issues that are going on everywhere. Your backyard everywhere. Within the law, of course. Change the laws. Oh, I, I just, it's just overwhelming to me that still this plant that has never killed one person ever has made, was made illegal and now it's monetized and you have to go into these little special little teeny buildings and show your freaking ID to be able to freaking get a little ounce of this medicine or not even medicine, please let's I can't say of this little bud of a plant. Oh, and not even getting any of the roots that are talked about. The roots, the roots in the 1800 books, they're they're, my 1800 herb books. The roots are used for things like arthritis type symptoms, joint symptoms, right? Hello, and the leaves. Oh, the experiences with the leaves. But I did talk about that in another podcast, I think. Anyway, I digress, the reason why it's so disturbing because aloe vera is on its way out. Alfalfa is on its way out. If it goes the way it's going, not only will comfrey that's been illegal for a long time and chaparral, it's been, it's been illegal for a long time and Mahong, ephedra, and now like the the violets and some of these other ones that are illegal And they got made illegal and they happen to address lung support. Why are all the lung support herbs illegal? Why? Why? Boy, I think all these legislature need to be legislatures need to be sent herbs. We need to talk to them about the herb medicine and just like Donate these herb formulas to them and just tell them, please, experience these herbs. Experience holy basil in your body. Experience wild lettuce in your body. Experience aloe vera in your body or on your body or around your body. Around your body. Let's say you don't ingest plants. How does herbalism apply to you? It totally applies to you. Because a lot of people are in medicines where they can't absorb plants. They can't do it. And sometimes even putting it topically. Because things do go through the skin. Well, what about the aloe vera plant? Put it in your house. Everyone knows it helps the air clean up in the indoor environment and the outdoor environment. So you can use aloe vera in that way. And they can always always allow it within our within our home so we can always we can always allow within our homes the feelings no matter how small some kind of life like aloe vera or some kind of plant that can bring life into your into your area and into where you are no matter where you live Well, let's go back to echinacea. You can't really make a lot of claims about any herbs. Echinacea is just one I picked out there. Echinacea is one, ugh, some people would really love to make that one prescription. Really, it's wonderful, wonderful plant. But we don't want prescriptions that are like in little capsules and little like, where you have to go to a doctor to be an authority. Herbies, stand up. Herbalists, stand up. Herb moms, stand up. Herb dads, step up. Let's talk and be there and be communicating these herb remedies that can help change the world, even legislatures that are making these laws. The only people that are voting against legalizing these herbs, including cannabis, in every way, are either stuck monetarily to the fact that they are illegal, yes, stuck financially to the fact that they are illegal, or they feel morally stuck in the fact that these herbs need to be illegal. And I was in the moral issue. I was, I really was. So I'm here talking to you because I lived where you lived. I didn't want to take herbs. I didn't want to do herbs. My mom did herbs. I was going to go to real doctors and I love real doctors. I'm putting up quotation marks with my hands when I say real doctors, because, ah, herbies were just so like what and all my friends my mom's weird friends did herbs and my mom did herbs and my grandma did herbs and come on there was real stuff out there but after i sat there in emergency room that bankrupt my bankrupted my little family i remember it was a pivotal day I was in the emergency room for three hours. My husband with with my kids, it was a Sunday. One of my daughters was really sick, my oldest. <sighs> she had earaches and she was crying and they handed us a bottle of pretty pink medicine. And I just thought, again, don't you have anything else? And I took her home I put it in the refrigerator, that pretty pink medicine, and I thought, what did my mom do? And I took a little teaspoon, and I warmed up a little olive oil in the teaspoon, just warm enough, and I took a dropper, and I dropped it in her ear. Then I took a little clove of garlic, and I put it in her ear, And I laid her down and I rubbed her feet with olive oil, a little garlic. Pretty soon her symptoms went away and we rarely had to go back for that pretty pink medicine because I started looking for plant solutions in my life like my mom did, my grandma did. And her mom did, and her mom did. And I found it a way, a way of life. And it obsessed me, it it obsessed me. I couldn't read anything else but herb books. And at the time, I had bought a lot of turn of the century medical books for a quarter and 10 cents at library sales going at clothes, you know, getting rid of book sales, and I would go home with lots and lots of them, and in the beginning of eBay, and no one wanted these quack books, and I got them, and yeah, they had some weird stuff in them, but in the back, they had pictures of herbs, and history of herbs, and how it was used, and heavens, I got a hold of a 19, 19- an 1850s Culpeper book that changed my friggin' life, oh, changed my life. Yeah, it did. Then I went back to my mom. And I said, Mom, what'd you do? What'd we do? And she had a solution for everything. And the herbs were always there. My mom was always there with something. And I dedicate my herbalism journey to my mom, my husband, and my kids. Because without them, all of them, the belief in you can do it from my sweet husband, you can do it from my mom. Oh, you can get better. There's an herb for that. You can get better. What do you need to take? What do you need to do? You can get better. You can get better. That's my mom. Yes, belief in healing came from my mom. And my husband, he always thought I could do anything. And my children, they were the biggest cheerleaders ever. My eight daughters, my one son, cheerleaders, extraordinaires, and bless their souls. I experimented on all of them and all of their friends and all of my friends in the the findings of many of these old books and remembering the herbs of my ancestors. So this podcast is dedicated to them and for all of you in stepping out of the norm, in going back to nature, to divine, to communing with what your body needs, to listening to what your body wants, knows, knows it's out of balance. These are symptoms you're safe to look at the symptoms. What herbs are there for your symptoms? That's a safe language to go with. And honestly, especially all of you podcasters and beautiful Herbies, and and, I see you on social media, and I'm like, woohoo, go get them, go get them. Use safe language, keep herbs alive. Herbalism lives on with you and me and your kids and grandkids. Let it live on. Learn about what grows around you. Learn about the healing plants Gaia has given to us that are growing in the cracks of your sidewalks or in your fields that you're trying to get rid of. Those are medicines of the earth medicines of the earth. Can I say that? Well, right here, those are gifts of the earth. I'll say that. May you be blessed in your herbalist journey and may you always, always go back to balance in your body and the connection you have with divine nature within you, and the living things, and the people, and your community, and our world. We are connected. We are love. We rise above the restrictions and the perceptions that only are put upon us by men. Let us go back and allow Mother Nature to guide us and for us to find the way. Blessings to you and yours.